Hello and welcome to Nitwick Radio. This is season two, episode seven. Uh, just don't futz. You're futzing with my volume. We're, we're futzing with the. Uh... Touch my volume, you touch death. <laughs> you understand? Look, this is a uh, this is the pretty good shared volume type. We're gonna have some upgrades in the studio here in the next couple weeks. I don't think that's true. No, it, I'll believe it when I see it. It is one hundred percent true. Listen, I know where the Patreon money is going. I see Damon out there, his corpse driving a a brand new Ferrari, brand new Lambo every sight. week. He's I'm like, not sure how he's doing it. Is there like a cat? Working the pedals? No, 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 no. He's like a. Have you played Fallout? No. I was say he's like a ghoul in Fallout. He's like some form of radiation from nuclear testing sixty years ago, keeping him up. You see, you see, (laughs) you see posts, suspicious posts with Unicode characters on Damon's Instagram account about that new Infinity (laughs) Pool he just bought at his beach house. I know where the Patreon money's going. It's not going towards the production of this show. Uh, Have you ever heard of pension? We we have to pay Damon's pensions. Pension. It all goes towards pensions Damon's pension. Pensions are a right meme in, invented by government workers in the sixties. So you're telling me that Damon didn't kill himself with a captive bullet? No, he pistol? did. He did, but he he lives again. <laughs> he, he's still he's driving around somehow. <laughs> he's like, like Diablo I said, too. I think he's it's like a cat. <laughs> the type of energy that I get when I the vibe that I get when I see Damon cruising down the street in a Koenigsegg Agra R in the middle of Utah. His his corpse just flailing about in the wind. I think you know that there's a cat behind this somehow. I, I honestly, <laughs> it's all pension. Everything once he left the show, everything that comes in just goes right to I Damon's know. pension. It's can't it's, believe it. You know, if you just held on a little bit longer, you know, getting a retirement fund started in 2020 really is the way. <laughs> if you start your career in 2020, uh, hopefully this is just like you know the Great Depression all over again. It's nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up from here. Now I will I will say this um there are so many properties that are controlled by people who don't understand what makes the thing good and I just I just want to give a shout out to my girl Tina Fey Tammy Fey Tammy Fey no, I'm just kidding Tina Fey who's Tina Fey Shout out to Tina Fey 30 Rock Shout Saturday out Night to Live. Shout out ah. to Christina Applegate too that's a name I haven't heard. In That's like 10 all plus I'm years. gonna say about this. Did you have something else for the opener? <laughs> no, I, I, I. Aside from Jake, started talking to me about potentially watching Community. And I know that that's a show that you've gone through multiple times. Yeah, that's good to tell my boy. I saw I saw a clip with uh, John Goodman, and I was kind of like, "Ooh, yeah." It's honestly, it's a pretty decent show. I've heard it's pretty good. But let let's have some reality about ourselves here, Aaron. I mean, what? What is the appeal of Nitwick Radio? Is it D L S D L D R? You're gonna get it. There's only four letters. D L R. It 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 D L D R. Wait, Diesler? He's talking about Diesler. DSLR? DSLR. Is it really? I was telling him that I'm gonna I'm gonna get the DSLR to work in this room, and we're gonna actually set up a formal podcasting station. We're gonna have a studio that's standing and a podcasting station that's standing never have to touch any cables just sit down and go everything's gonna be real i mean at what point are people gonna say that we sold out we didn't we didn't annoy jake to death for one and a half seasons just to get money and start flaunting it around ourselves i certainly hope not i certainly hope not we did cash out damon's life insurance policy we did but that, that was written into his contract so i'm gonna say that that's between uh, him, our lawyers, and whatever cat is piloting his vehicles and running his Instagram account. Rip in account. peace, Damon. Frankly, I was thinking about that this week, and I was just like, dude, Damon's really just gone. No, he's gone for now. Damon's just gone. He'll be back. He'll be the back. cat will bring his yeah, body in sometime. Him and I will be fist fighting about Bjork again one day. Yeah. Yeah, up it, there. It, we put, <laughs> I can't believe can't we put bets on how big. long he was going to be at this job. Like... Give it like three weeks. It's been like three months. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. he's yeah. sticking longer than I expected. It's because I think you know you know cruising around the state, listening to tunes and dropping off new phones does sound like actually a pretty. Thing good is, job. it would be freaking awesome for a good while, but then it would turn into it would be annoying. It would get annoying. Yeah, I feel like it would just get to the point where it's like, bro. Like, like day in day out I know it could go for months but yeah. like we're talking years of just driving yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but he's a like student right now he's a student I have a question. oh yeah as a student well, totally would you listen to here's a business idea app idea trucker podcast yes 
<laughs> Absolutely. So the idea behind this is we just like mount an SM58 in a trucker's car. Put in like a trucker's a, car in a trucker's truck. There you go. <laughs> trucker's truck in a trucker's truck, <laughs> and then we like use we use uh, Adobe uh, Audacity or uh, Sneedacity or whatever the open source fork shelf is off sixty hertz to just like shelf <laughs> off like Literally. the engine rumbles the gone. engine rumble and you just listen to a trucker ramble. For the extent of his drive, dude, that's that's oh, actually, be, and, and it's good. It's that? good for their yes. mental health too. I mean, is honestly. it? I think it would be worse. Do you have any idea how much content they would make? I got to imagine, <laughs> right? Special episodes where it's just recordings of the CB radio. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all I need. I mean, I know, I know, truckers are like the silent majority of podcasts. Uh, audiences, right? Uh, they're the they're this. Apparently, they're the silent majority. Are they? Is that true? Is it the number one empo- empl- employer of males in the United States? Is that, is that true? Trucking. Uh, well, so, that's what I've heard. So transportation is the biggest industry. Period. At like seven percent of employed Americans. Huh. Um. But I'm not sure how that figures into like gig economy stuff like Uber. But guys, I mean, why not turn the consumers? into the creators you know what i mean they got all kinds of stories why are you listening to like four white guys talk about drake on a podcast because here's the you question. could be listening to trucker stories it's kind of true but the Don't question the ideas in jameson's head the thing is, the thing is you got to just think like realistically like a freaking sick idea would be awesome for capturing history but like you really think that that many people would listen yeah, I, I like, think I other think, truckers I, I, would listen. Yeah, I think, yeah okay. I, like, I, what right, if, other what truckers? If you're like yeah, a trucker. <laughs> yeah, trucker. What if yeah. you're a trucker? What if you're a trucker? What if you're a trucker? What if you're like a trucker? <laughs> I don't know. Feels what I'm, like I'm not sure how, but it feels racist. <laughs> it feels I'm racist. I'm really not trying to say it in a weird way. But what if you're like racist. a trucker? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> did it again. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's saying, if "What if a, a trucker? If you are a person of truck, <laughs> that's even more racist." <laughs> If you okay, if oh, oh my if you gosh. work in the truck, I can't. I want to like truck. If you drive a truck, <laughs> oh man, you just just don't, really just avoid just avoid yeah avoid the. Word. I wasn't talking like this it probably yesterday. has to do with the fact that you bit your tongue. Yeah, that's why don't probably, you tell? Yeah, it probably tell well, maybe it might. Either <laughs> but, that, but you- imagine. Truckers. Oh, <laughs> truckers. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, that oh, had to be intentional. <laughs> Further truckers. Oh. There's no swear, way you're guys. not. There's no way no. you're not. All right, all right. Trucker, trucker, trucker. Oh. It's because he's not moving his tongue. I can see like the way yeah, he's pronouncing it's that. It's because he bit his tongue. He doesn't yeah. trust his tongue. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's trucker. I'll say it for you. This if you is need what me happened. To. Every time I have a good startup idea. No, I had a great idea. <laughs> actually, hit me last night. Oh, and you'll, you'll probably reject this profusely. Okay. Probably everybody this profusely. Table. Yeah. Oh, profusely. Yeah. Profanity involving abandonment of this idea. But my my idea is you you create a theater that uh, runs like a Twitch live stream. And everybody that's in the theater watching the same movie could be the same showtime. I mean, it could be across rooms, right? So as long as you're watching the same movie at the same time, you have a Twitch live street, uh, live like a, 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 a chat on the side of the movie. So everybody in the theater can comment on the movie Twitch style while in the theater. Dude. Can, let me say, hey, 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 hang <laughs> it's on. It's a great I, idea. I, I understand. I also love the theater experience, and I and I understand. <laughs> But I will say, if that was like a separate attraction, that would be fun. You know, funny. Like it would be be kind of like live. It would be like it would be like Mystery Science Theater 3K, but over text. With the audience, with the audience, it would be kind of fun. It really would. Maybe a bit. But (laughs) no, but no. it It would just amount to people like watching. Uh, uh, Rose, like Citizen Kane, Rose Bud chats flooded with Pog, Pog, Pog. <laughs> he said it, Pog. Yeah, but that would be, that would be me. That would he be, said it, Pog. <laughs> but that would be fun. No, it, not not okay. If every showing had that chat, that would suck. No way. 
But if it was like a specific thing, like you go laser tagging or you go whatever, it's just like, oh, we're going to go to a Twitch movie or whatever you call it. That would be so fun. Honestly, I would I love that. Be That'd be, that would be highly scuffed because the chat is already the worst part of every Twitch stream ever. And the, and the bad part about it is Western you can't get you. away from it either. You can never escape the chat because you just want to watch Kenny Beats make some kind of beat you know, actually use his musical powers to concoct a beautiful composition for his audience. And every few minutes, someone said, Oh, he just super chatted. Shout out to dead, shout out to dead guy. Four, five, four, five. Did you just join the heat gang? Welcome to the heat gang, bro. All right, let's get back to doing the thing that anybody would ever be watching yeah, this yeah. recording. This for. sounds so, like a personal yeah, well, problem. Oh, I despise this. But it will be, I, Hey, wait, 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 wait. That's not here. That's not part of the the movie Twitch experience. What happens when you super chat on the movie Twitch experience? The movie doesn't react should, to what you, you say. You should, the movie yeah, doesn't yeah, react. Yeah, what if what if um friggin' Tom Holland turns to the screen and be like, yo <laughs> Jaden927 just super chatted. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it won't happen. That's totally. But it will. No. That's where you're driving us. Well, I mean, first and foremost, that would have to be that would have to be a live stream, which completely ruins the whole idea of movie. It's supposed to be a movie, right? Not a live stream. So if you got, I agree. If you got a group in there, it's just great opportunity for joke making yeah yeah, yeah. what it is pog. it's funny it's really funny pog uh, uh, oh his wife died pog you no know, no imagine imagine though <laughs> that's I mean, all it would be hey look i mean no, 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 no. like like Sad insightful Pepe. comments in right. the twitch no, 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 chat the only rule theater. is there's you know no what my, you no know my Pepe. favorite part Whoa. of going to no a movie Pepe. is Whoa. people who have their phone <laughs> out welcome to that the welcome to that but now their phone is on the screen as a separate thing it would be fun. It would be fun. It would be because fun as a Ima- separate imagine, thing. Well, the, the, the only thing that's really unfortunate about this idea is that the really pretentious movie people would not go to these. No, they wouldn't. And, 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 and nobody and, and would and that, go to that. That is the biggest, that's the biggest bummer. Because and if it, pretentious movie people went to it and then you could just pog on Rosebud, like, you know how funny. Oh, yeah. I, oh no. Funny. I think it would be fun. I, I think that there are, but here's the thing is I love the theater experience and I will protect the theater experience. I'm honestly pissed about HBO Max and all that crap, but like, I'll protect l- the theater experience for, uh, uh, the child audience that don't, don't breathe too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. It's a sacred experience. It's sacred, dude. dude. <laughs> for some context there, oh. we went to don't breathe don't breathe too and there was don't breathe those straight up a family in the back that rocks <laughs> like no like we're talking like four to six it was year olds. surreal dude that's and like awesome. you, you watch some lady's arm get like hacked off with a machete and you just hear i came out of it pretty fine i was watching movies <laughs> like that when i was that age watch full metal jacket when i was like seven years old yeah like, cody is nah, pretty fine honestly cody's pretty fine it's true he's never seen the serbian film that's how you can tell he's okay no yeah. i have yeah i i know yeah, I was like 13. <laughs> Don't watch it. Ugh. Nobody should watch it. Don't watch this. Yeah, I just so happen to or know. Or Solo, for that matter. Solo yeah, too. I just so happen to know about both of those, and I'm not even going to touch them. Not even interested. Mm-hmm. Not it's even interested. For the best. But See, yeah. we're fine. We watch scary movies as kids, and we're fine. We've never seen those two movies. Yeah, I definitely... No, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> watched some like, horrible torrent, like 240p in 2008. <laughs> that I got off of like a bit torrent. I final. think you know what? Uh theater experience is sacred. You know what's even more sacred? Two forty P illegal torrents with Chinese hey. subtitles burned onto the video. You know what's even more I, sacred than that? Sacred. I don't know. Bootleg DVDs from Iraq of yes. Mission Impossible Three <laughs> and they blur out girls' knees. <laughs> this is a real thing. So Whoa. Danny Grimmett. His dad sent him a whole pile of like bootleg DVDs. It was just dudes filming it, like in the movie theater with camcorders. And in Mission Impossible Three, this girl like steps out of a car, and you can see like just above her knee, and like the actual cut, <laughs> whole thing's blurred out, like her whole leg. That's great. And like that, people that's just like religious stuff. I assume, or, yeah. Huh. Um, but like people are like getting up and walking out of the theater at points, like coming back in, like people coughing, <laughs> talking to each other. You can hear all that. Oh man! It the rules. theater experience is an American meme. It doesn't hey. exist anywhere hey. else. That's, even in that America, is, that is not even false. true. Yeah, that is not even close to true, like at all. 
<laughs> Sorry, like, I, where did that even come well, from? Well, let, let's talk about it. In other countries, Edgar Wright nobody is cares from the UK. if you like film stuff in there. And other, and well, that in is parts not... of America, nobody cares if you talk during the movie. That is, in, in okay, other well, if countries, this, if you're just saying. Wait, what the heck are you saying? I'm, I'm still I'm trying to figure out what you're the saying. I'm saying that the idea that we all sit quietly with our hands in our lap and we don't touch the recliner button, Johnny, Holy because cow. that his makes tongue. noise. We got to fix his tongue. And that uh, that annoys the other movie viewers when we press the recliner button. In how the much? How the much film. do you go to movies? <laughs> I'm like, just curious. Like two to three times a year. Because like two to three times in the last month. Yeah, yeah. I've gone two or three times in the last two weeks. Yeah, I, I, I just I think that. It's just like there's different crowds. You go later, you get all these pretentious guys that love A24. You know, it's fun. Wait, who doesn't love it's, A24? Uh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. The yeah. podcast sucks. It does. I but, tried. Yeah, I really it, tried. And we, we, yeah, we've. And if you get a real that. winner, you get those neon fans, which frankly, I'm kind of growing on it. Me. But, <laughs> I, me, I like neon. I'm the neon let, fan. Let me say that it just depends when you go and what movies you go to. That it really does. Because like, if you go to. Um, Never mind. I don't want to be pretentious, but I'm just well, saying I, different movies have different I'm just experiences. Saying that right now, I'm being shamed because I have to watch uh, any of those Disney Star Wars movies, and I audibly want to remark to the whole theater when any plot point happens, like, "Oh, really? Okay, no, 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 no. I, I have, I have a. Great, <laughs> I want, I, no, 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 I, I want the entire theater to." Th- Feel my eyes no, no. rolling, no, please. and I can't do that because no. Americans invented a meme about how you're supposed to watch movies. You're killing me because, uh, okay, this is the greatest, one of the greatest cinema stories I I know of. Okay, so my friend Grant, this is a movie. Podcast. My friend to Grant, my friend Gart. Uh, Grant, he's at uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, and when uh, Princess Leia took flight, you know that the, the, the famous scene. No, 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 and it's yes, better. I it remember. is better if you know this kid, but like. This is just a, a hearsay story that I heard about him, right? So, but it's so good. When she took flight, he, without a word, he stood up and just left the theater right then and there. See? And the reason, yeah, and the reason he has to do that instead of placing an impeccably timed bruh is because that was like too spot on. That was a little terrifying. Is because of the meme that Americans invented about how you're supposed to act in a movie theater. Okay, I don't even get what this is. Like, yeah, what, like what are you American even saying? Thing. Hey, but I don't want to just, talk. I, I really don't want to talk about theaters. I, I'm here to talk about music. Okay, but this is just unbearable. Yeah, but I, I, but this I have, is unbearable. I understand, but I have one thing I just have to... It, it's something I just got to get out because it's going to leave my head. He's going to segue. No, no. He's going to take I know. Don't, I don't We'll, we'll talk to. about it Look, later. We'll talk about it. I really it. don't mean to, but I, I, this is important, and I think you're going to be invested in this conversation too i so happen to know that uh cody went to purity ring a couple weeks ago oh yeah and the only thing i can cl- conclude is that you were absolutely slammed because you posted on instagram <laughs> saying at purity ring is my favorite thing ever that dude i love purity ring but that that is that caliber i added that it's legitimately unironic wow. so wait whoa whoa you're saying purity ring is your favorite artist ever I mean, in that moment, it might have been hyperbole, but they are one of my favorite groups. Was it hyperbole with a touch of uh, BAC? Blood alcohol content? <laughs> yeah. I only had one beer that night. So, so, so wow. you, we figured, we saw that, and I we mean, literally, literally said, we were like, much. he's probably drunk. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> no, I only had one because like, a single beer was $8. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I was Adam Elikowski like, served it to me. So I was like, oh, this is... Dang, really? Yeah, I was like, him and Nick Jensen were both there, and I was like, this is a weird interaction. I was like, like, here's $8. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like synthwave yeah. stuff, and that is your favorite ever. I, like I said, the everything might be hyperbole, but they are legitimately one of my favorite artists. Wow, dang! It looked like a great show. It, it was fantastic. Cool. But 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 that that plastered on your Instagram story. I was like, this. I don't know what to make of this. Like, They're like in the top five artists I've seen most. Dang! Wow. Yeah, you should drop um, an album on uh, here in the show. I wouldn't. Yeah, you looking. should. I would like to listen to that. Uh 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 uh. What venue was it? Uh, I was for Ogden Twilight, so the amphitheater. Oh, cool. Very cool. See, I'm talking about preserving concert experiences, not just theater experiences. All right, third theater experience. Do you want to Twitch chat <laughs> on the concert experience? Sure. Honestly, sure. No, if I've it's a separate thing, sure. I think that, that would be fun. I literally watched an entire concert no, no, no. via uh, Twitch uh, last week. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Distinction. Drawing a line here. Posting a concert on Twitch 
streaming one, Roblox, Minecraft, real life, don't matter, right? Versus <laughs> I'm at a concert and right next to the singer's head is a 50-inch Samsung brand TV in a funny. vertical orientation with a bunch of Twitch chatters saying, Pog! <laughs> L- yeah, Lollapalooza, when- dude. Take well- one of the side panels and just pog. Don't yeah. do that. The thing is, you know how many people would just like... Like, they would have to tighten it down so hard. Yeah. No, that's okay. We can use machine learning to censor our platform automatically. (laughs) I have a thing about that, too. Frankly, I just can't believe we're all sitting around here speaking English because the American standard is to speak English. Business language of the world. (laughs) Frankly, that was the the stupidest... One of the stupidest things I've ever heard on the show. I've been hitting a lot of like highest highs and lowest lows with you. One of in this mountains season. and valleys this time around, guys. Logan's on the album. This is a pretty momentous occasion, frankly. I'm excited about this conversation. It took us 20 minutes to get here. <laughs> that was only 20 minutes. Yeah. Wow, that was a speed run opener. Actually, I wasn't aware. Well, to those that actually made it to the album section, welcome. Mm-hmm. What I want to do today, <laughs> what I really came here to do, what I intended to do uh, four weeks ago, actually, but I'm now doing right now, is put one Aubrey Graham in a position where he cannot be attacked by any of you people. Because I didn't come here to have my hero, my mentor, my spiritual older brother dragged through the mud by you people I keep saying you people what, what do you mean i by came you here i'm also curious about this i came here to merely expand your minds this is not a discussion this is <laughs> the enlightened one teaching others about the ways of enlightenment I am metaphorically, no religious blasphemy uh, attempted, I am metaphorically the Prince Buddha (laughs) who has tasted the ways of karmic hope. You just got thrown back like three times from enlightenment. And I I am here (laughs) to show you guys the path to enlightenment. And you may reject it. You may foolishly cling to your ideas, to your notions and your principles about the ways music should be, about the ways that artists should conduct themselves, all your little rules that everybody's so happy to break and bend for their own little pet projects, for their own little favorite Spotify gang. Are you done? You you (laughs) can try. You can certainly try to reject my message. But know that I speak the truth. (laughs) This is a pretty good album. It's a pretty good album. Okay, honestly, honestly. What do you... Okay, I can't speak for these guys. Do you honestly think I would dislike this album? So I was trying really Did you hard. honestly think I would dislike Who do you yeah. feel out of the three of us would dislike Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, most? before we reveal our hands, which I've already kind of revealed mine, but like... What do you think we think? Actually, now, no, so no jokes. It, it is no secret that I took um, Aaron's reaction to my criticisms of Yes, the Yes album pretty hard. I took it to heart. He said, I wasn't aware that you hated 70s rock so much. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pick an album that everybody would hate. Right. But that I, I know is great. That I love. And you picked and this? And I targeted this specifically because I thought it had the best chance of getting anywhere from, eh, reviews to, I can't believe you endorsed this guy, reviews. This album is targeted for hate. Now, here was my line of thinking on each of this, right? For Jake, I picked Drake because he has a ghostwriter. So he doesn't write his own raps, right? His bass doesn't go very distorted or hard, and his voice is very melodic and soothing. So it doesn't have the appeal of edgy, angry trap. All right, um, that's true. I And a lot of his stuff is slow brooding and melodic, but it's also repetitive without the exciting glitz and glam of edm so i figured you know what this may be adjacent to things that jake likes but it has none of the things that he likes about it now for aaron 
I picked this album because Aaron values nothing more if not the punk energy, the do-it-yourself, bootstrap-it-from-the-bottom-up, believe-in-yourself grind. And Drake is nothing if not a man who is supported by his team, his ghostwriters, his thousands of producers, his professional PR company, all that stuff, his branding, his clothing, none of it is handled by the man himself. And so who disrupts the punk energy more than a man who is ostensibly just a product manufactured in Toronto? Not to mention, it lacks all the lackadaisicalness and imbues it with all the caring, but none of the sincerity that would make Aaron appreciate an album. Because it's frankly too overproduced to be endearing. I picked this album for Cody because I know that he hates artists who are, quote, problematic. Oh, and oh boy in a second oh boy <laughs> drake does have some colored history with just about everything including hiding a son from the world which he was called out by Pusha t for doing uh, as well as just barely <laughs> making a song called girls want girls in which he utters the line girl you say you're a lesbian well me too I can't think of a man who has consistently managed to step on toes and frankly evade the karmic justice that has been coming for him after years and years of rapping about his toxically emotionally abusive relationships with women and then wondering why all the girls in his town won't date him anymore. I viewed that Drake's hypocrisy would be enough to turn Cody off from this album, and so I have strategically targeted this all right into your hearts. And know that anything you say from now on, I've probably covered it, so good luck backsliding, everybody, because now you're about to defend Drake. Okay. okay. I, I will That's fine. <laughs> I will say this. That was an impressive discourse. It was pretty but true. But at least in my case, at least in my case, you were like 80% wrong. Oh. I loved this. I This is probably my second favorite album from this show. Oh, dang. Whoa, I've listened to this album like did, six what, times. What he did nail, what he did nail, though, are things that we have talked about for prolonged periods of oh, time. Oh, well, sure. Sure, but like, when did I ever say I didn't like repetitive or melodic trap? He likes Aaron Cartier. I mean, repetitive is a word. Sure, uh, sure, repetitive, but you know. Aaron Cartier has... A brashness to him. Yeah, no, it's true. You well, know. yeah, but like, I like a lot of like softer stuff too. Mm-hmm. But frankly, like, I have not listened to that much Drake. I had heard maybe God's Plan and a little bit of this and that. Mm-hmm. But this was actually my first Drake album front to back. Oh, dang. And uh, I loved it. Seriously, I freaking loved it. Like, the day I listened to it, I listened to it twice back to back. And then since then, I've listened to it multiple times. It's just full of hooks and melodies and 808 lines that just are stuck in my head. Like every time I hear it, it's just like, it's like making grooves in my head and I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've loved this thing. I think it's great. I mean, I, I agree with you. One could say that he was, he kind of bit the trend, but he also made it mainstream at the same time. The very cold, calculated, dark trap music. Yeah. I. Oh, but there's just so many songs like, what is that one called? Is it 10 Bands? Is that what it's called? I love 10 Bands. So good. And no, and no Telling. And the one where he's talking to his mom. You and, and the Six Raised Me Right. And the one where he's talking about, uh, uh, let's just not even discuss it, man. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, it's just. That's also 10 Bands. Ah, uh, there you go. No, I love that song. Yeah. And that 808 is so. So clean. Yeah. It is so clean. I, oh, like on my sound system, it sounds amazing. I I have to weigh in because like, I, okay, from my angle, from what you said, it's, it's, it's true that like philosophically, I know I'm very far away from Drake, but in, in terms of being able to appreciate aesthetics and I mean, whether it's him that's doing it or it's a production team, it, it's pretty impressive what's what's coming out and like i i don't know like for me the the first well okay the pacing of the album's really good it's, those mm-hmm. songs are just really short they don't overstay their welcome uh except for i would say like the back i didn't like the back half as much as I like the first half mm-hmm. the first half non-stop i just was like holy crap this is so good back half not quite quite as good but always but it has jungle on always moving it does on. have jungle it does on have there jungle. no but no know yourself that track was that's a good track yeah. that's a good track <laughs> so good 
Yeah, I have to echo Aaron. Uh, lyrically, I get it; it fits the aesthetic. But lyrically, it's it's kind of cringy, it's, I, in my opinion. Uh, that is one thing I would say because, like, I mean, I know I, I don't want to get like political, but it, it is like he's he is throwing a lot around for like no reason. What you mean? I mean, just listen to a Drake song. Like he's using um, phrases that you you don't use. But like he, what do you, hold up. What like do you mean? Okay, fine. His use of the N word is just excessive. Like, and and, and for him, for, I, for him, I will say it is a lot of for N-words. him though. Yeah. Like for him, just being a Canadian guy. Like I, I just I don't uh, know his he narrative. Is, he is black, but I I do think that like I like the first line he says the n-word like twice or three times and yeah. i'm like yeah if i was in the car with somebody i would feel a little awkward it just mm. it just felt excessive like, it didn't feel as much like he was telling me a story as much as he's just kind of because like i mean and it, i guess it has to do with too the, the album that just came out and where he currently is at because like a lot of what he's doing seems to be very repetitive and childish and like you're saying emotionally just irresponsible and so i guess that just kind of is a reinforcer lyrically mm. to that whole side of him. That's just kind of a little bit like mm. it's so present and it's there that it's kind of like, that is the main thing that keeps me from just like totally wanting to listen to this all the time. Because like, I actually really like what he's doing in a lot of cases for me. It's just like, I, I do roll my windows down and turn my music way up all the time. And when I'm in like parking lots or like intersections mm-hmm. and he's just saying the n-word like over and over i start to feel like i'm like uh like like, like i respect their use yeah. of it totally it's their choice yeah. i'm not saying anything about that i'm saying and if it's moderate use it's like well whatever it's man i but, should but, really never make you guys listen to a wheezy album huh because like no, well, well i mean no, it's no, just no. like if you're listening to it in public it's kind of uh, well no and here's what it's kind of here, weird here's what i'm really trying to say though is it's just like it feels like there is nothing for me. I was expressing this in a long conversation on our way to a to a slaughterhouse where we watched a, a horror movie last weekend. <laughs> oh, but I was talking about this in terms of film. It's just like the there there just is, isn't substance behind everything he's bringing up. He's bringing up all this stuff, and it's just paper thin. And it's just like that's kind of what's frustrating about it. Because like if you have a story to tell, like there's a lot of hip hop people. It, it doesn't like. You know, it's like they're 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 telling you something from their heart that's like big and and like I don't know. It seems like it has some relevance. I I, I hate to say it, but it just seems like a lot of what Drake has to say is just paper thin. No, he has nothing. Paper to say. thin. He's never had anything to say other than I don't trust the girls in my city. I love my mom. Uh, also, I'm winning. Look at how much I'm winning, yeah. guys. Please. <laughs> I I will say uh uh this is I just have to say it just because. Even more than the the N word though, because I I realize that they're using it and it's like I'm not I'm not offended, but what does bother me is the use of the con- the constant use of the B word that drives me nuts. When you mm-hmm. refer to females as B words, that pisses me off. Like it actually pisses me off, and and it mm-hmm. bothers me more than any other swear word almost. Mm. Like that's almost my biggest trigger. And when they do that, I I do feel like I'm like. It makes me feel grimy. I'm like, bro, I don't even want to associate. Yeah, it, just, with that. It, it just feels, but not going anywhere. Like, there's no, like, no substance. That's the thing. So lyrically, I definitely do have a few beef, a few beef, a few beef, Beans. one or two or three or few beef. Right. But musically and aesthetically, I freaking love it. Oh yeah, no. like it, it, the album art. I didn't even know it was Drake, but when you dropped it and I saw the album art with the this and the writing, yeah. I was like. It is going to take a lot for me not to like this album, just based off the branding already, mm. the title, the album art, and then the music was so good. I I love it. Yeah, as an album, like <clears throat> everything around it, though. Like I said, pacing generally pretty good. A lot of lot of stuff I liked about it, but I didn't outright hate it. But mm. I do think philosophically, like like I am very far from Drake. Obviously, he did release a clean version on a. Uh, on hey, Spotify, I mean, so you so you know that that yeah. that that will allow me to crank. <laughs> Just frankly, though, again though, it's like swearing. I I don't really appreciate it, but I don't really care that much. Mm. I, you know, swearing, but it's more about what you're saying with your swearing. That's what I care about. Yeah, it's not just he doesn't say anything. It's not whether well. Well, yeah, except degrades women. Yeah, con- while not saying anything, yeah. it's like let's not say anything and degrade women. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, so I, that is kind of annoying. So I, I do want to talk about that because I like. 
Drake's gotten a lot of criticism in the past about this, and I am obviously not a girl, so I can't, like, speak... I can't speak to it, like, from a feminist perspective, right? I could be like, I think there are other artists who make that way more of a feature of their music than he does. Um, What is obvious to me and what is relatable to me about a lot of what Drake expresses about his struggles with relationships, not necessarily about like partying and oh, all these girls everywhere. Uh, I don't care. Those songs are all ghost written. I care about the ones where it actually feels like he's talking about something that he experienced. And I agree that while um, his perspective is often emotionally immature and that lacks nuance, what I think it is is very satisfying for someone as a guy to listen to because he's very uh, straightforward with how he expresses himself. Him telling you about his girl problems is like listening to like a close buddy tell you about his girl problems. Like you don't expect <laughs> him to have the most informed, reasonable take on what really happened. You you know, he's just like getting it out there. And then you think of the times that you had and you're like, yeah, bro. I mean, I get it. I understand. I understand. And you know, it's not really like that, but you're still going to say like, I understand. Cause it is kind of like that. Uh, not for me. Not to the level that he goes, man. Cause he like pretty far. Cause like for me, yeah, it just, it, it did just start to like bother me a little bit. And usually lyrics, I, I don't let them bother me too much, but yeah, I did get a little, no, I, a little bothered by see, this. What well, I'm talking about are lines <laughs> like, uh, our lions like on jungle, which is easily one of my favorite Drake songs of all time. Where he's like, I don't care what they talking about on your on your timeline. That's cutting all into my time. I'm like, oh, you ever been you ever been with your girl? She's on that social media and you're like, Come here, baby, and she's like, No, no, I gotta respond to this. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's cutting into my time, girl. Like, that's how it feels. I mean I mean, ish. <laughs> Cause like it just—it's incredibly self-centered too, though. It is. You know what I'm saying? That's just, <laughs> like, that's just life. You know, well, that's how we be living. It depends. I, I, don't I, wanna, I, I gotta hear what Cody has to say. That definitely I gotta hear, depends. I gotta hear it. <laughs> I'd first like to preface this by saying that I listen to a lot of problematic artists, so I'm not really sure where that contention Dang came it. from. Yeah. I, well, I know your you little assessment. I know you didn't like Xer Peep. Or oh, uh, I just don't like them. And do you like Kodak? Took, Nah, I mean he's got some tracks, but he's got transporting. And he, he drives a <laughs> boat, man. Um, I, I mean, and it's not so much like them being problematic. I just see an opportunity and take it. And when both of them <laughs> oh died, gosh. I was like, "What, twenty one? Did Peep even do anything? No, but I still got canceled for saying something about him. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so I'd say like if anybody's the problematic one, it's it's me. But uh, <laughs> is spicy, what it is. Spicy. Um, I was like, you said that you're like listen problematic or doesn't like problematic bands. I was like, man, I listen to a lot of black metal. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah, some no, very I mean, problematic you know, stuff. around sat down and enjoyed some good Varg back in the day. You know, sometimes you just throw on mayhem. You're like, man, these guys like killed people and burned down churches and were like super right, is homophobic. That, is that the East Europe guys? Eastern or they're from Norway. Ah. Uh, sorry, Lords sorry. Of Book, bookmark, bookmark later. I have a question. Okay. Um, anyways, anyway, when this album came out, it's one of the only albums I've ever bought on iTunes, and I listened to it so much when it came out. I love this record. Oh, I've loved this record for how long has it been? Out? Six and a half years, almost yeah. seven years now. Yeah, yeah there about. I was sitting in my apartment at Utah State when it came out, talking to my man's Debo the Gunsmith. Shout out to Buffalo Hardcore, <laughs> and we. He's like, "Dog, that new Drake album's out. You gonna peep it?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, probably." And so I was like, "Yeah, you know, I got ten bucks on my iTunes. I can buy it." Uh, so I bought it, and yeah, I let's yeah. do it a ton. That, it, there's a lot of very tweetable lyrics on that. Impos- <laughs> it's an impossibly quotable album. It is. And honestly, like, at this point, I'd ha- it's been a long time since I had listened to it. But when I put it on, like immediately, I was like, man, right out of the gate. Like, I'm not going to tweet that first line in the, yeah. ly- or in the album, but it's like right out of the gate. Like, that's yeah. memorable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's no, got absolutely. enemies. He's got a lot of enemies. Yeah. No, yeah. Again, for him saying it, specifically with the N-word thing I was talking about, that you know, that's totally up to him. I'm just saying when I propagate it, it feels weird. Yeah, that's yeah, all that, I'm that trying to all, say. I felt, I felt listening to it. I felt like I was kind of like on the. I'm like, 
it, it what what it was for me is it's just like it's because like he is notoriously like top of the charts like number one like the biggest yeah. and it's like he's the ta- he's taylor swift for white guys but see, see, I guess, I, I guess that's what I did. I stutter. Uh, no, you no, didn't. No, no, no. You but, didn't. But, but like, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like me listening to it. I'm kind of like, and I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how you talk about any of this without it being somewhat pol- political. But like, I'm just saying, it, like that many, like you're saying, white guys attaching to to what he's specifically saying. I'm just like, yeah. it feels a little off to me. Like it feels like this is something that I don't know. I think on the consumer front, how I, many, didn't, I didn't feel like I fit. How I many, like how fit. many like, uh, just like skinny dudes with neck tattoos are working, are like working the, are working at McDonald's at 2 a.m., working the Sonic drive-in at three in the morning in Las Vegas. And they're like, young, but I make a meal. Used to work the night shit. Yeah. Work the night <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but. They're not. They're they're not going to sing the n words. I don't know. They're in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Weirder things have happened. Uh, what happens in Vegas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all I'm saying is, like, from a from a consumption standpoint, for me, I just felt like I'm not. I'm not telling him what he should or shouldn't say. I'm not saying whatever. Aside from, I would agree. I would echo Jake's point. I, there is a lot of pretty like, and that's that's even now a lot of people are kind of. Feel feels like they're dogpiling on Drake with the new album because he's now like, yeah, a father that's being kind of like, yeah, let's just forget the runt kind of mentality about it, and it's like it's like holy cow, like he he's pretty, I, he he says things that I I go well, yeah, I mean I I don't, definitely do not agree with this guy. That doesn't I don't agree with a lot of people I listen to, so that's not the only defining characteristic there. But it's just like this one specifically felt like if I'm listening to this a lot. I just, I, it didn't feel like it was meant for me. Well, I just feel like, I, I just feel like if people got in my car and, and, and I, it would just be awkward. It would be like, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I would do something like that. Yeah, but yeah. like. For sure. I, well, I have done things I get, like that. I guess it depends. Like if it's you guys, sure. But like you're picking up some friends from school and all of a sudden it's just like. Yeah, and we're and we're yeah. And you just turn on God's plan. Everybody knows God's plan. Nobody just, will get nobody will get mad at you in the you whip if said. you turn on sicko mode or God's plan. You brought back memories of high school because <laughs> Drake was like first coming around around that time. But more than that, I remember my friend Ben Greenwald. He was a year older than me, but he would usually give me a ride home when I didn't have my car with me or before I had my car. <laughs> and in his like minivan that he had at that point. It had like a crazy sound system in it and we would just like blast the most like crazy punk rock and like hip hop in the parking lot, like offensive stuff. And like, <laughs> I'm just like, man, yeah, I would have pulled up to school listening to this. I did. Not, well, not this like, yeah, you, album. You want to talk about stuff around this time? Odd Future. Yeah, Old like, Odd Future was I was listening to the now. Earl, like that first Earl tape. Yeah. In middle school. Yeah. And then Odd Future blew up and I was like, yeah, I've, me, been t- I've been trying to put y'all on, and nobody listened to me. Uh, uh, maybe it's maybe I'm not being clear, but I've I've tried to say it three or four times. It's not what he's saying; it's the fact that I am the one playing what he's saying at certain parts. Yeah, that, that's the, that, it's it's like interjecting myself because it, like if they're going to use the n word, right? For, specifically with the n word, that is totally their right to do so. Absolutely. But all I'm saying, is, imagine walking around like campus with a Bluetooth speaker, and it's just saying the n word like. Five times a second. Okay, so let's you know no assemble this. Like, first be- off, you're walking around <laughs> campus with a Bluetooth speaker. It's not hey, much whoa, better. Already. It's not much better when you're driving <laughs> okay. your car around, though. Yeah, yeah, that, that's well, what it's like. Well, it's like when, you're in the parking lots. You you drive along the streets. Like everybody's gonna hear my music with yeah, how loud you, I play. Uh, we all agree. The second you get on the road, hidden in the we don't remember this because we were 15, but. In the driver's test now, they put, are you willing to accept that sometimes the guy next to you will be screaming Lincoln Park in the lane over? Yes. It's me. Every yeah. time. Oh, yeah. That's fine. That's like, that's part of the social contract of driving on roads is people are going to listen to music in their car. Yeah, so no. it goes back, it goes back to the classic question that I've heard people talk about on the internet a lot is just like, as a white person, if your music excessively uses the N word. Is that anything? Does that mean anything? I, just, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I, saying I'm necessarily. Saying it, felt, it, it did. Here's here's <laughs> here's the best way to ask the question. Who do you think like Drake believes this is for? Is it all just about the bag? 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. But like, he, he says two things. He says, one, know that I make music exclusively for driving at night. Two, he makes the players' anthems for the real winners. Man, that's I mean, a that diss says, on Pimp that C. That does say a lot about his it. fan base. Sorry, you uh, can't, that, that sorry Pimp C. Pimp C's rolling in his grave I right will, now. I will say that says a lot about his fan base. Yeah, because and I, I, all I'm saying is I could tell, like, I don't... I don't <sighs> this album is a suburban mother's worst nightmare. It's Good. a suburban That's mother's. That's not even <laughs> close to true. I would be I know, way I more in, scared of Slipknot. Okay. I don't know, man. I was I, in middle school listening to like just crazy death metal and stuff. You would be more scared of Slipknot. Odd, odd Future. You, was I actually so would so much worse. I actually would not be way more, more scared popular. Of oh yeah, with kids that age. See, I guess it, it just everybody has different moral views. Because like Slipknot, Slipknot gets violent. School. Slipknot gets violent, but I honestly I would prefer them to do just like aesthetically violent lyrics than actually degrading lyrics personally that's that's my view slipknot was at one point like everybody's worst nightmare though i will say that <laughs> oh absolutely yeah it was a good time were. i was only like I, seven I, say, but but I remember it Drake is relatively safe for both his genre and in the broader scheme of music See, that that, teenagers that, that, for, to for his genre yeah yeah, yeah. Right. i mean genre. like x was way harder peep promoted drug use way more yeah I will definitely say that. Uh, um, um, d- see, I love trap. I do. Yeah. I really love it. But I, it is pretty deeply tied with misogyny. It is. Yeah. Like, and that side of it does drive me nuts. So mm-hmm. this album just stepped on that vein just a little bit. But I did enjoy it. I, I yeah. really enjoyed it. Like sonically. Chef's kids. Yeah, I, I, this is so yeah, good. And I, the- I don't want to like flip this around the other way because I understand that like you know pre- uh like it's a power plus prejudice thing, right? But let's be clear: it's not as if there aren't tons of songs that also have incredibly simplistic views of men too, right? Well, yeah, or, I mean, or sure, degrading views yeah, but, of but men. I will say yeah. the frequency. I mean, like, what are the most degrading words you can think of for men, though? That plenty D-I- now. Yeah, seriously. I can, think, I can think of like two. I can't even think of one. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. We're like, talking. If we're talking degrading words, I agree. But I think in terms of like the market for um, music that has an immature understanding of the opposite gender, it's pretty big on both sides. Okay. Okay. Now, now I hey, understand. Wait, I have to. I just. I have to. Okay. I'm trying to cut in. How long do you let him get get off with that? And number two is, I guess what I was, what I, what I kind of have been trying to say it's kind of a hard thing to directly express but it's like the fact that he is number one mm-hmm. is just really it just feels a little bit um problematic to me because it because it's just like that that many people attaching to these specific words it, it does just feel like a little bit i, I don't know it, yeah it just it feels a little weird to me and that was kind of where when it, i was let me, to let it, me be clear it, it's not necessarily like oh i'm so well, okay, some some of the misogyny stuff I was a little offended, but sure. it wasn't really offended. It was more just awkward. Like I was just yeah. like, this is just a little awkward. Mm-hmm. That was it. Well, I, it's uh, it, it was like, I'm just like, why would you honestly say this this way? Like what what I don't Yeah, know. it just I, felt honestly kind of- I didn't I, I honestly did have a hard time digesting a, a good amount of that. But it's surprising sure. to me how massively popular it is because it's like, wow, that says something to me a little bit because it's like in my opinion, it, it, like I don't know. Giving this this big of this stage for that long, it, it and it and it's I mean that's the discourse going around Drake right now though is people are kind of starting to backpedal on are people him. talking about him yeah okay because I, I for other reasons though I I think that like yeah I mean you know I I, I don't want to sound too much like I'm just like I like I want people to be respectful and kind but I'm also not the type of guy that's like. You should be censored if you say a bad no, word. No, no, that's not what I'm. I, trying I'm not to say. trying to be like uber politically correct to the point where it's like don't say anything. Yeah, I know. I well, just no, no, I know you're not either. What? But, I, but what I am saying is he can't. He needs to be saying something, but yeah, he's yeah. not saying anything. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's nothing. I I yeah. actually resent the notion that he's not saying anything. I think he is saying something. I don't think it's necessarily new or unique, but I do think he is saying something. What do you think he's saying? I I honestly think that his music is. Um, a good insight into the perspective of just young millennials late zoomers right and i understand he's a little bit older than that right but he 
emotionally communicates concepts in ways that young men tend to really identify with. You know, like the constantly winning personality, the started from the bottom, right? The you and the six raised me right. You know, I don't understand what's going on with all these girls. Tiffany sue me and started a business. That's actually from Views. Uh, like, there are just things that he expresses that I think connect with young guys in the same way that Taylor Swift connects with young girls about boys. You know what I mean? And I, and I, what the question I would like to ask is you're saying things like, oh, what does this say about the broader population that this type of music is so popular? You know, what are the ramifications of so many people connecting to these types of lyrics? And I know this is coming from me, but you're overthinking <laughs> it. There is a market for music that has just a quick, it is emotional candy, right? It's not healthy, but it's satisfying and it, and it gets you where you want to go, right? Emotional junk food. And the truth is, there is still room for the Kendricks, for the no-names, for the people that are really trying to say diverse and serious things about the situations that they're in and the perspectives that they have. But... I don't think that has the party appeal, the riding in the whip, saying things along with your friends appeal of pop music. I think pop music needs to serve in that candy, immediately satisfying role. For me, Drake kind of works as a comfort food. When I don't want to listen to anything else, I can usually connect to something in his songs or at least pick myself up and manage to sing along to it, right? I talk about Marvin's Room, this deeply introspective song about him being at a club where the girl didn't invite him but he showed up anyway that's never happened to me in my life i've been in a club twice and never because any girl invited me but the way he sings the song and the way that the music is presented connects emotionally with me because it's not a deep nuance to take about the dynamics of gender in America. And we have musicians who are doing that and they're doing a great job with it. And there's room for everybody to win. I think. I think I agree with that statement. I remember I saw a tweet one time. It's like something to the effect. This is a paraphrase because this was years ago, but someone was like, man, I don't ever want to listen to like, you know, insert popular rap artist here. Like if we're in the car, I want to listen to like Jizza or something like, you know, heady and smart someone's like man i don't want to ever hear that while i'm going to the club mm-hmm. ever i'm trying to get hyped <laughs> i just want to hear beats that go hard and things i can sing along to i don't want to think yeah. and i think that's part of the appeal of something like drake or and to a certain extent also the weekend like it's not highbrow music like i'm not listening to it because i'm like man this guy's got a view of the world that i know i should hear something from like I'm not going to listen to Liquid Swords on the way to the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I guess that's a fair enough point. I, I think that uh, time and place, I suppose. But yeah, I I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. I, I really did enjoy the album. I really did. But I, I yeah, I just I just felt like it was very superfluous. Like yeah. very. No, no. I, but but it was it was great album. It was. I, yeah, I, no, I agree too. I don't want to. I don't want it to come off like an overall negative take because, like, in the end, I I enjoyed the album. Though these were the things that that got me, though, right? And that's kind of what we talk about as our experience. If I'm honest, that was kind of my experience. But that explanation is as good as I can hear. I would still get concerned about people. You know, I, I get your point of the point is to not take it serious. But then if you are, that's when it gets a little bit like yeah. I- I mean, I take because there serious. are some people that yeah. like get it get really serious, but and and you nailed it right on the head because like both of you guys, what 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 I guess like m- for me, I really lo- I really like hip hop. I specifically like a lot of the uh, '90s East Coast stuff because it is that more like I'm telling a story that's not getting told. See, like 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 here's an example of like for example Kendrick Lamar, okay, with "To Pimp a Butterfly." That has that also has a lot of n words and other words in it, right? But I actually feel like "To Pimp a Butterfly" has like a lot of like, like he's actually saying something. He's actually trying to help you see into something. Whereas Drake, it's like what I'm not seeing anything. And that is my problem. Is it just felt 
paper thin, but I can see what you're saying. Candy is a because yeah, paper, candy, candy paper is thin, a good analogy. Paper thin it calories. Is. You're yeah, right. Yeah. I can so see. So let, let's talk about video games for fun. <laughs> a lot of games have silent protagonists or protagonists that don't really influence the story so much and just let the player make the choices about how they're going to play the game and letting them express their personality through that gameplay. There are other games that have a protagonist that the player controls that also that protagonist has a lot to say and is telling a story and you're going through an emotional journey with that protagonist as they guide you through the game, right? Talking a little bit about more, say, this player-driven style of gameplay versus this storytelling-driven style of gameplay, right? And what happens with games that have silent protagonists or games in which you control much of the action, you kind of project your personality onto that silent protagonist just as a feature of being a human and participating in a story, right? If you're playing, say, Breath of the Wild, and anytime you see an enemy goblin camp, you decide to just blow it up in the most hilarious ways possible, you no longer see Link as Link. You see Link as yourself in that situation doing the hilarious thing. Versus you play a game like Celeste, the character of um, Madeline is Madeline. Like, you can relate to her experiences, and you can say that you understand her, but she is a definitive character in the way that her dialogue is unique and not what everybody would say. Her actions are unique and not what everybody would say. So, rather than viewing this as, say, a like, oh, one's just kind of junk food and one really has something to say, I would say part of the appeal of Drake's music being so maybe lyrically shallow, but aesthetically containing a lot of depth is the ability for the, quote, player character to project those experiences and fill out a Drake album so that way when I listen to a Drake album back-to-back, it feels as deep to me as a Kendrick Lamar project. Not because Drake's saying anything, but because I have memories and feelings that I am associating and projecting onto this project. Huh. Yeah, that's a pretty good take. Uh, it's always- in the same way that I enjoy Call of Duty just as much as I enjoy Metal Gear Solid, so... There you go. Yeah. No, I, and I I can see a role for that. I can see a role for that. Interesting. I, I, I think, yeah, that's a strong takeaway. Just like, don't overthink it. But seriously, don't. If you do overthink it and you're taking what he has to say. Feel, frat boys. Frat boys. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a lot of frat boys. It's a lot of frat boys. Hey, listen, I like the Drake deep cuts, so I'm a real fan. <laughs> um, I don't just listen to the... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speed round. Speed round. All right. I will do it in just a few sentences. Uh, my good bo- discussion though. Yeah, yeah. Long, long anticipated that one, <laughs> and that was good. That was good, honestly, dude. I had never listened to a Drake album either. Frankly, way like, better than I thought. Honestly, way better. Like, cause yeah. you're I right. Still, Aesthetically, I, it runs. Deep. I still kind of can't believe you came in here with those like we're gonna hate it takes. I really wanted everybody to hate it, but uh, <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> that was very wrong. <laughs> Cody doesn't like problematic artists. No, I am the problematic. Jake, Jake, doesn't, <laughs> Jake doesn't like harmonic and repetitive trap. Yeah. Aaron only likes crap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, my pick is because I partially because I just love this song, and also partially because I'm just starting to get a little pissed at him, even though I love him with all my heart. Oh, Skrillex produced this song. I think it's like 2018 or 2017. It's called Particle by Hundred Waters, and every time he produces, he, you can just you can just feel it like. He just has a style. I can almost tell you when Skrillex produces without even knowing. Oh, wow. Like, you can just tell. And anyway, this song is just so good. So clean. Sounds great on a good sound system. Uh, Really soft lyrics and vocals. It's really nice. But then it's got this really wide bass that comes in. It's not hard, but it is just very... Wide. Wide. And it's just Mm. like, oh... Such yeah, a good he's song. He's got that cry wolf bass. Oh, you remember that old cry wolf bass? Like you'd just be listening to like a falsetto voice singing in the middle of like a wintry scene. You're like, oh, that's nice. And then all of a sudden, like the, a giant ocean wave <laughs> crashes and flows around. That's cry wolf, dude. That's old cry wolf. That is old cry wolf. Yeah. And I, 
I mean, countless hours, countless hours with him. TBT. But let me just say, uh, anyways, long story short, Particle, if you haven't heard it, it is produced by him. It doesn't give him credit anywhere, but if you go look it up, it is him. And uh, fantastic song. I love you, Skrillex. I'm starting to get pissed you're not releasing anything, but you are oh, the best. Oh, that's why. Yeah. I was and ready honestly, for you to get mad at him for some other reason. No, dude. I freaking love him. He is an innovator, but he just he hasn't released anything for like two and a half years. What happened, Skrill? Other than singles, like a couple singles, but... He left from first to last. He, here's the thing. <laughs> that's my issue. I, I really do have a, a strong hunch. He's one of the few artists that I just implicitly trust anything he does. It will be good. Yeah. Like, I just trust it. Yeah. And uh, I know that when he comes out with his album, it's going to be a rager. I feel that way about Kendall right now. It's scary. I've never... I feel like I'm entering into a new relationship. And I just... I have so many questions, but my heart tells me to just go for it. <laughs> I, honestly, like... That's beautiful. I get it. That's beautiful. I, I will say, I think that there's only three artists that I can just do that. Like, mm-hmm. full on, they will not let me down. Jonathan Ng. Jonathan Ng. Eden... Flume, Skrillex. Yeah, I just, they're they're gonna be good and no matter many. what. I don't even trust Drake like this. Like a new Drake project drops, and I'm like, ninety percent of it's gonna be trash. I know, <laughs> I know, and I'm okay with that. You know. All right, what's your bop? <sighs> it was gonna be Gym Class by Peep. Why it, was it was? Sounds be? like it is. It's gonna be Gym Class by Peep. Rest in peace. Um, I loved him. Okay. I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> Watching Cody do that bottom lip thing. <laughs> I really did have another thing. Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. It's not that. No, no. Never it's, mind. It's it, not. No, no it, it's not no, that anymore. No, listen, no. Once, upon a, once upon a time, a man said, it is super lame to listen to video game soundtracks. And he chewed out his boss at the time for only listening to video game music. It was Terraria. It was Terraria. Hey, dude, I will turn on the though. Minecraft soundtrack. I will. It's re- I, was I like, will do That's it. ridiculous. You're not engaging with real art. You're engaging with something that is meant to accompany real art. I can't believe that you would vaunt yourself as a musician when you don't even bother exploring the actual music created by musicians around you. Um, but that being said, the Guilty Gear soundtrack goes hard. Yo, shout out <laughs> to Guilty Gear <laughs> shout also. Shout out to Guilty Gear, a game that I'm trying to play, but nobody has PS4s. And I'm also giving up video games because I have a 33-year-old coworker who's married, and his wife loves to brag at Relief Society. <laughs> Did you know my husband doesn't play any video games? And all the other Relief Society ladies are like, really? What's that like to have a husband in your 30s that isn't addicted to video games? So I'm trying to <laughs> wean myself to, off. Are like, find a good wife in the Relief Society? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got out of that. Now, I feel like my argument may have been misconstrued. <laughs> no, there was no <laughs> argument there. That was just my interpretation. Shout out to Guilty oh, Gear. Cool. I'll play it when I'm retired. Emotional candy coming out of Logan's mic. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, that's gotcha. all it is. I'll play it when I'm retired. The song it, the song is coming home in all its beautiful broken English. It's all about coming home, and she's not there anymore, and you're just a shell of a person from once from what you once were. Aww, that's all right, that's sad. <laughs> uh, my bop of the week is "Blood Moon" by Converge and Chelsea Wolf. Um, it was like a collaborative thing that they did at Roadburn Festival in Europe like five years ago, and now they're actually making an album out of it. And they released the first track off of it yesterday. And I don't know, Chelsea Wolf just has a very haunting, dark voice. And then Converge is just very heavy and it, it fits very well. I got to check it Heck out. Heck yeah. Is, uh, is she like Nicole Dolling, Deland, Dollinganger? Dolling, Doll Gang. Dolling, Doll Gang. Gang, 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 Gang. I honestly don't like really her? know anything about Nicole Dollinganger. Chelsea Wolf's cool, though. That is true. What what playlist are we? We are season two bop of the week. Nitwick Radio season two. I already I just dropped mine in. Mine. Mine. Dude, Sufian just wrote Happy Carrie and Lowell. He wrote a happy Carrie and Lowell. It's Carrie. Album? It's yeah, it's Carrie and Lowell oh. style, but it's happy. It's uh, he's, he's Will doing, I be able to listen to this one without thinking of one of my parents dying? You will, you will. And that's it, all I and, want. And, but from it, it's like it's it, it instrumentation, it's similar. They they managed to steal the bit crush from that man because he's obsessed with bit crush. 
Bless his heart. Bless his heart. But he, we've all been through it. He goes. He goes. I'm he's still goes in hard it. on the bit crush. Still yeah, in but it. Sufi and Stevens going hard on bit crush. Yeah, like, yeah. you never know. Yeah. So hey, you okay. know him singing. Him anyway, singing about his gay experiences at boys camp. So, so, so a little bit crush. So, on. so they went back to. They went back to. Here's a mandolin. Here's an acoustic guitar. You have a weird voice, and uh, he, <laughs> he has a beautiful voice. He wrote and looks great in a V-neck. Thank you. Pretty great album here. The new album, honestly, it's great. It just came out like last weekend. Um, but fictional California was a single, but it's it's uh, definitely one that'll plunge you right into the mindset. So that's ready to get plunged. Get plunged. <laughs> plunge Radio. me. Plunge, four, me four, four <laughs> plunge me, Sufian. Plunge me. Four weeks. Bit crush me. Okay, all right. Plunge me, Sufian. This is cursed. Bit crush me. Cut it, Aaron. Cut it. <laughs> uh, Must go.